What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Western PA Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Nate Stice. I'm your host, and I'm joined by special guest Andrew Petcash, native of Pittsburgh, graduate of Pine Richland High School, and a graduate of Boston University, where he played basketball for four years. Andrew, really appreciate you coming on the show, man, and, and sharing your story and what you're up to now in sports business. Sure. Thanks for having me, Nate. I'm excited to uh, dive into it a little bit. Absolutely. So, growing up in Pittsburgh, going to Pine Richland, you know, what, what can you say about those opportunities in that community and, and just around the greater Pittsburgh area as well? You know, how has it helped you get your, uh, to where you are today? For sure. Yeah, no, I, I, Pine Richland's been, been awesome for me uh, growing up. I actually coached with my dad last year. He's the head basketball coach. Um, so, trying to give back a little to the community. Um, and I, I apologize in advance. My voice is a, is a little gone today for anyone listening. But, uh PR was great. Just a lot of really, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's a really wealthy area, all this. It's like, well, yeah, but a lot of people work really hard and did a lot of things to, you know, get to that position. So it carries over into sports. And that's why, at least when I was there, the basketball, baseball, football, I mean, really all the sports were really good. And then Pittsburgh is awesome. I always always enjoy saying I'm from, from the area. And when people come in and they're always like, oh, I love that city. So, uh, yeah, and just uh, Boston was great, but Pittsburgh, you know, that's the roots. Yeah, no doubt, man. Just visited Boston myself. I uh, was glad to experience it firsthand for the first time in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I still, I'm not from Pittsburgh, Andrew, but, uh, you know, definitely glad to to be close to there. You know, grew up two hours away and, you know, definitely sp- has a special place in my heart, even if, uh, you know, I can't exactly claim it as my hometown like you can. But uh, uh, let's talk about starting to play basketball. You know, I also see that you played a lot of tennis um, but uh, when did you start playing basketball, and when did tennis come into the mix, and how much are you playing You know, each of those sports today? For sure. Yeah, I started playing basketball real young. Um, pictures, you know, from basically just, you know, a real young baby, and my dad started taking me to pit basketball games when I think I was like four or five, and from there it just blossomed, and I always loved it. I, I played all the sports, though. I played baseball, uh, soccer, uh, never played football, actually, which is one thing I wish I would have done at least for one year. But uh, golf as well. Um, and, and then tennis kind of just came in high school. My mom played in college. And uh, she was always just like, oh, I need you to, like, I need one of my, I have two other brothers. And uh, she was always like, I need one of you three to to play tennis. And so I was like, sure, I'll, I'll play. I'll play in high school, you know. It's, it's after basketball season. Um, it'll be stress-free. And I actually really enjoyed it. And, I play more tennis than basketball these days. Wow. Uh, so it's a, it's a fun sport. I just wanted to build some skills in lifelong sports, and tennis and golf are definitely two of those. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely good to be good at golf, especially with what you're doing. You know, a lot of business obviously done on the, the golf course. I'm sure with the tennis courts as well. You know, a lot of people seem to be into tennis as well. A lot of business goes down at country clubs and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, you know, it's definitely going to help you out, you know, later in your life and, and even now. So uh, definitely pretty cool how you got into that. And hearing that your mom was a was a uh, college tennis player, obviously you're a, at least a second-generation college athlete. So that's always pretty cool to, to hear about as well. Uh you know, PK Flash, you know, what's that organization mean to you? You know, that's the AAU organization that you spend a lot of time with. Uh, how they impact your life and how much fun was it uh, representing that organization uh, in your travel basketball days? For sure. Yeah, and the organization, that's a big piece of it, PK Flash. But ultimately at the head was uh, Coach Joe Lewandowski. So credit to him. He's gone and continues to do great things for uh, anyone that kind of is involved with PK Flash. 
and uh, it was an awesome experience with them. I uh, played with a lot of really good players. My brothers played with them as well. And, uh, you know, that's honestly where the credit goes, just as college recruiting off, often in basketball happens through AAU, not so much high school. Right. So that's, you know, I'll always try to to uh, promote that. And uh, Coach Joe's been awesome. Actually, I, I did a triathlon this past weekend, and he uh, was, like, tweeting about it, and, and now he wants to do one. So it's, uh, it's a tight community. We all stay in touch even though we've been out of it for five, six, seven years. Yeah. Wow, man. That's crazy. I can't believe you just ran a marathon. My gosh. I don't know how you're, man, I don't know how you're keeping up with what you're doing. It's truly impressive stuff. Um, you know, definitely give you a lot of props for that. I want to know about that. Uh, how long have you been training and, and where was the marathon at? It was a uh, triathlon. Oh, triathlon. Sorry. So uh, about the same amount of mileage from when I did. So it was a mile swim, 25 mile bike, and then six mile run after um, but uh, working up to hopefully some Ironmans, maybe a, a mar- marathon on the end. I don't, I don't know. I just need the training. It uh, keeps me focused, keeps my like mind and, and body in tune to be able to, to do stuff on, on the business lens and talk to people and just not feel uh, so stagnant. So it's good. It just keeps me, gets me going in the morning. Wow, good for you, man. No, it, t- it takes a lot of discipline, and you know, uh, I, I feel like discipline is what you need with what you do in your professional career as well. You know, there's a lot of discipline. It can probably be very tedious being in finance uh, sometimes. You know, looking at a lot of numbers, doing a lot of you know calculations, a lot of research, stuff like that. So, you know, uh, it's good to have something else. You know, to to kind of keep your mind you know fresh and, and stuff like that. It's huge, man. So. Uh, Let's talk about Pine Richland a little bit more. Um, really, really impressive career there, man. Uh, three-time captain, all-section first-team honoree. Uh, you're all-stater, four-year uh, uh, letter winner. Uh, second all-time leading scorer, I believe, 1,643 points. Two Whippeal titles, 6A championship game as a senior, Fab 5 selection, averaged around 20 points per game. Um, I believe is a senior, really high uh, field goal percentages as well. Um, you know, also got to play with uh, your younger brother, Dan, I believe. Uh, your dad was a coach. I mean, just amazing, amazing stuff there at Pine Richland. You know, when you hear all these things that I'm mentioning, you know, what do you think, man? What do you think about that time in your life and all that you were able to do uh, on the basketball court at, at Pine Richland? Yeah, honestly, it feels like a different lifetime or something. I, I don't know, <laughs> but it, it, it was awesome. Uh, obviously, it was basically a whole family affair and had a lot of success personally and as a team there. And, um, you know, it's cool to see my name on a banner, but also like that as a team, we got banners and got really far and did a lot of really good stuff. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, that's what high school sports are all about. And I think everyone should should play sports, at least up through their senior year of high school. I think it's just good for development really good for friendships and uh you know you can take whatever i mean sports sports are uh super cool in that way yeah no i agree man absolutely couldn't agree more with you um what do you think's like the apex moment from high school what, what's your top memory that you have or top accomplishment that you think you you think you were able to to have there uh, i mean there's so many that i just listed you know what do you think's your top top memory top accomplishment yeah there's a lot of really cool ones but a few that stand out is my, I believe it was my junior year in high school, we won the Whitfield Championship. So I think it was the first time uh, PR ever did it at the highest classification. And I also scored a thousand points that same night. Oh, wow. So it was cool to like do both of those. 
And then uh, my, yeah, also that same year, a couple weeks later in a state playoff game, that's when I got my first Division One offer. And, you know, that's when from St. Francis PA and that's the coaches there. And I just I had a good game. I was feeling good. I was high-fiving like little kids on the sideline and the coach said he liked that. And, you know, that's what I worked for my whole life. So that was just a really good feeling to, to go crush, crush uh, I think we played like Bethel Park. And uh, you know, get the get the offer, which at the end of the day was was the ultimate goal. Right, absolutely. That that's a good stretch for you, no question about it. You know, just kind of a a life changing stretch. You don't only make school history, but you know, you get your name out there at the Division One level for a scholarship offer. That's huge, man. So uh, eventually, you you know, you get several other Division One offers. Uh, you get Patriot League offer from from Boston University. Um, you know, my assumption when I look at this from the surface, I'm not you, but you know, I'm going to assume like when you get a, an offer from a top business school and that's what you want to do and, and pair it with division one basketball, it's probably pretty hard to pass up, but I want to talk about, or I want you to talk about rather why you chose Boston university. Why was this a great place for you for, for your four year experience? For sure. Yeah. And I got offers from a bunch of great schools and like army Navy, for example, come to mind. I mean, those are top institutions that, put out some of the most successful people in history. Um, so it was an honor to like kind of have those offers, not even from a basketball standpoint, but just from like a person and uh, character because they don't just take anyone. But uh, Boston U ultimately was the, was the no brainer. I wanted to go be in a city, really good business school, great academics, very diverse and uh, a good team as well. Um, so it was the no brainer and, and it worked out uh, pretty well. So, that was uh, that was kind of the decision there. Um, I also kind of wanted to. I wasn't sure if I wanted to play pro basketball after, so that played into the decision as well because that wouldn't have been a possibility at a military or a uh, yeah military service academy. Right. Yeah. Or it'd be even diff- more difficult, you know, with either two or four years of service after, you know, it, it really puts a damper in it. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with going that route. But if you want to play pro basketball, it makes it really, really difficult to, to do that if you go to one of those military academies for sure. Um, so you still picked a great institution and you, you picked one that had a, has a great basketball program as well. You had a solid career, 100 games played, Patriot League title, academic all Patriot League. Uh, but you also had some wrinkles in there as well, you know, totally out of your control. You, you know, you win a Patriot League title, you don't get to play in, in March Madness, probably something you dreamed about your whole life. Um, you know, you kind of have a wrinkle your senior year, you don't get to play a full schedule. What do you think about the highest of highs and the lowest of lows uh, and just your overall experience there playing for Boston U? For sure. Yeah, it was a, it was quite the journey. I uh, broke my wrist the first day I got there, so that led for an interesting freshman year and just kind of learning everything and overcoming an injury, which is kind of my first one I ever had. Um, and then just worked my way into the rotation and slowly then by junior year is one of the main guys um, really contributing and um, playing, you know, some of my best basketball I thought in my life. Now uh, that led to a March Madness um, clinching event, which was the championship of the Patriot League, which was honestly at that point in time, like my last basketball goal, which was always to play in March Madness, you know, fill out a bracket and have your name in there and go through the whole thing. So that all, it went from, you know, as good as it could get to about as bad as it could get and a 12 hour time spam right um and then that kind of opened me up over the next like summer while all that was going on where i kind of stepped back and realized like yeah i like basketball i'm a pretty good player but um just being self-aware and just kind of be like all right it's gonna be really hard to get to the nba 
and Europe wasn't really my cup of tea sure. to go play in small leagues there. So then it kind of, you know, it, it did give me some time to really evaluate and be like, okay, what do I want to do next? And uh, that's so I try to view it as a positive as well. For sure. Is that kind of what led to you being this uh, sports business, you know, you know, just junkie, I guess, you know, for lack of a better word, like, did that really set your career up? Like, is that kind of one positive that came out of, you know, this COVID-19 experience? For sure. Yeah, it kind of just led me more to my passions, which ended up kind of being a mix. It was definitely always like kind of business at first. And then I just realized oh, I, I like sports a lot. And sports is a massive business and a ton of money in it. And I was like, let's mix, uh, let's mix them both up. Um, get the best of both worlds and yeah we'll see I mean I have no plans of kind of leaving that space anytime soon but I'm sure over my uh, professional career I will I will you know make changes and be in other lanes as well because there are other things that interest me Um, but just really trying to focus on that for now. Sure. Yeah. You know, obviously real estate's probably one of those. I believe your degree yep. is technically finance and real estate. You know, uh, how much of those degrees helped you from there? You know, what can you say about the level of education you got from, from Boston University? Yeah, it's certainly a great school. Uh, there's my thing with uh, college is like the, the career courses, so like the finance real estate courses were super helpful. Great professors. Um, you know, really motivated people. It's just, you know, there's a lot of fluff in there and a lot of classes where it's just kind of like, I don't, you know, this was kind of pointless for me, but those ones were, were certainly, were certainly helpful. And, uh, you know, it's really the network and, and what you make of it at the end of the day. I do a lot of reading and self-education. So that plays into it as well. For sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to basketball real quick. Uh, Patriot League, you got to see, you know, some familiar faces in that over your career. I believe Austin Butler and, and Nate Sestina, maybe a few others from the Western and Central Pennsylvania area. Uh, how cool was that for you personally to kind of maybe see some old faces in a, you know, out on the court there playing in the Patriot League? Yeah, the, the Patriot League is definitely a good league in the standpoint of academics and basketball. So you get a lot of really really cool dudes where like Austin Butler, you know, we played PK flash together. He's a great, you know, him, me are good friends and our families. Um, so it was always cool, you know, a little competition, but also after the game, just hanging out and be like, Hey man, keep it up. And, uh, yeah. So it's, you know, on the team with some of those guys, but like, you know, if we'd all hang out now, we're really all one team. So it's kind of funny how that works where we're competing against all those guys. But once you move on and you're past it, it basically becomes like one team. So, you know, if I would see someone from Bucknell or Colgate or Navy out now, you know, we would be instantly kind of connected and be able to have probably a good, good relationship and even friendship. So it's definitely a, it's definitely a cool league to be in. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I can't believe I forgot to mention Nellie Cummings as well, obviously now at Pitt, yep. uh, another great one. Uh, hopefully, you know, he, he brings Pitt back and, and has a lot of success there. You know, I'm sure that's a dream come true for him to be able to play Power 5 basketball and stuff like that. But um, yeah, like we've been saying, since basketball's ended, you haven't gone too far away from sports. Um, you know, you've been coaching, you're obviously in sports business in, in a big way. Um, really, what got you started? Uh, what got you started in, in the sports business uh, you know, industry, you know, really what was the motivating number one thing that you said, all right, it's time to really grind and, and get started in this? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think there's several factors, but ultimately kind of stems from just conversations I had with my teammates at Boston U where it was just a lot of them didn't have very much of a finance or 
or just even uh, personal like budgeting background. And uh, it was just helping them out and having those conversations and then using sports as kind of the gateway to like show them, hey, this is what else is out there. And then I just kind of researched into it and I didn't want to get into like financial literacy or that type of game, but I did want to get into more of like the entertainment media and then, uh, you know, kind of the next stages that I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit, but just from more involvement with actual companies and sports and, and influential figures. Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, obviously sports is big, but yeah, you're researching way more just the entertainment industry itself, uh, you know, which is very interesting. Um, where does you know this is what i can't understand you know i have a marketing background but i don't have a finance and, and accounting and and you know economic sort of background obviously you do it's your specialty it's your wheelhouse um where does the know-how come from and like how do you understand and know where these people are investing or how they're investing like it must be public knowledge but i i would have no clue where to start can you kind of enlighten me and everybody else that might be listening about that a little bit for sure, yeah, and, and that's obviously a little bit of the, uh, I don't want to call it secret juice, but, but I certainly, I know, you know, I found public info and then just use network and resources to kind of streamline that information and get access to stuff that not everyone has and, uh, you know, present it in a, in a way, you know, when I present these athletes in a good way, you know, it's good free publicity for them to say, hey, they know what they're doing in business, which can open up opportunities there for them, but also a lot of them are... Uh, highlight like what they're doing in charity or you know kind of cool things in the community well that's really good you know for people to see and shines positive light so obviously a lot of their agents business partners them some of the athletes themselves you know they want to kind of get to know me and make sure they're uh, they're on the right end of the stick from that standpoint so so that's been a little bit of it but you know a lot of it is me kind of seeing stuff putting puzzle pieces together and then doing the additional research to actually make the you know make the pieces connect and make the story make sense sure yeah you don't have to spill all the beans man you know i would never ask that from you but i just i can't figure it out like i'm like where i wouldn't even know where to start man and, and that's probably maybe that's why it's better for you and you know i'm better off doing this kind of interview and media thing you know and i understand that you definitely you know dive into that pretty heavily as well um you know uh you you get 200 million impressions on twitter a month uh i believe that's one of your gigs is uh you know uh content creator for them um what really helped you take off on there and was it really just a few viral tweets that they got it going or how how'd, you, how'd that process kind of work for you yeah twitter's been huge uh unfortunately they don't they don't pay me for for any of that okay uh, i wish that was the case because i'm definitely making them a lot of money but uh <laughs> right. it, was, it was more so just seeing what other people were doing in other niches or fields and replicating the models but replicating it in, you know, my own unique voice with my own unique stories, which often revolve around these business of athletes or business of sports type stories. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been cool. And, and ultimately it's a lot of the growth has, has come from the actual relationships. And then when people like what you're putting out, you know, they share it and, and then it uh, compounds over time. Um, that's been a great, a great channel for me. Just, uh, from you know like i said I don't, they don't twitter doesn't pay me i don't get anything there's no creator fund like youtube or tiktok right but uh you know it's it's well worth it for for the people i've met and 
on the networks I've kind of kind of got introduced to. Yeah, for sure. And I, I understand you're probably expanding on TikTok. I believe you're on there as well, doing pretty well on there. And I don't know about YouTube, but uh, I'm sure that you have some content on there as well, which is pretty cool. Um, a lot of your content, I believe, is working with uh, Profluence, which I believe is your own your own creation, your own business, correct? Correct, yeah. Profluence is kind of um, the holding company, per se. Okay. Uh, where I'm, I'm kind of the personal brand. I like to keep it under me because people trust people more so these days than trust me brands. Right. And also it just makes it easier to know who to get in contact with. Um, but that does kind of serve as the backdrop. So Profluence, Andrew Petcash, kind of, you know, one and the same. It's just a separate uh, legal entity for protection and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, I totally understand that. Is, is that pretty much your, your full-time gig, that you're an entrepreneur, this is what you're doing full-time pretty much? Yeah, and, and that's definitely the uh, the main piece of it. And then there's branches off of that. Sure. Um, so continuing, you know, to figure out what makes sense and what's most time efficient, what makes the most impact. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's goals and, and a lot of the goals aren't, they aren't like such financial goals or anything or, or publicity goals. They're actually like true um, people goals or moving things forward. Um, so trying to align both, you know, you still have to make money at the end of the day. So trying to find that, that nice balance. Right. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, so how many pieces a week are you writing uh, for, for Profluence? You know, it probably differs, but I, I mean, I see content coming out all the time. Um, you know, and it's also like a weekly newsletter, a website, and a podcast, like all wrapped into one. Is that pretty much what you're doing? Yeah, so it kind of started as just my Twitter, and then I realized, hey, people want some longer form. So I turned that into a newsletter, um, which has been great. I uh, really get to, to, you know, you can say more, you know, Twitter, so such a small little segment of the piece you're only seeing previews um and then uh yeah just kind of bring I, I write two pieces a week and then on sundays i do a little just podcast where it's just me talking and i'm kind of going over the main uh stories that i didn't write about or really cover just to keep people up to date so then they don't have to keep up during the week as much um and it's also good for me just to kind of to kind of see what happened in the past week and, and understand the landscape and the trends and where it's going. Um, so I actually do it more for myself, but just make it public for everyone else. And then, uh, yeah, and then I have some other cool things, kind of more on the media video side coming out here in October. So I'm excited. I'm excited for all of that as well. Yeah, man, that's that's excellent. Uh, are you on talk radio? You come on 93.7 The Fan. You know, do, do you do that every week? I think I saw that you do that every week. At, how long has that been going on? Yeah, in January, I started uh, every Thursday morning, uh, 93.7 The Fan. They, uh, you know, they've been awesome. They uh, get me on there for, for about a 10-minute segment, just talk whatever, sports business or, you know, finance-type stuff in sports, um, usually around Steelers, Pitt, Penguins, Pirates. But uh, it, it can expand sometimes into greater depths. So that's been awesome. I love those kind of gigs. I would definitely, you know, kind of in the future – always be looking for more um talking gigs 
just because writing's great. But at the same time, this is all in my brain anyway. It's easier to talk about <laughs> and write it out sometimes. Right. I hear that, man. You know, uh, I was doing a ton of writing. You know, I, I still prefer it over over speaking and stuff like that and letting people hear my voice. But I kind of realized that it's also a break. You know, I'm sure you agree with that. It's also a break from, from sitting down and doing something tedious. You know, uh, it's like right. you said, it's in your brain. So uh, that's why I decided to start this podcast a few months back just for something different, something that's refreshing and something that isn't quite as tedious. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that you kind of relate to that in some ways, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Also doing some other side gigs. Uh, can we talk about uh, Cerebro Sports Advisors? Uh, you're an advisor with Lens of Sport and also an advisor with the AIR app. Uh, can you kind of talk about those freelance opportunities as well and what exactly you do in all those different roles? For sure. And uh, one of my things, like kind of in the space, is I uh, use the media and the entertainment, especially around like what athletes are doing um, or just sports companies, is kind of the gateway. But at the end of the day, like I said, I kind of want to push the space forward and be able to, to really help the companies or help the athletes or founders, investors, you know, anyone in the space and kind of add as much value as possible to them, and um, which in turn helps everyone, you know. So I uh, took on a few advising roles um, where, you know, I help the company in, in different ways, whatever whatever that may look like. All the contracts are kind of different. Um, and then uh, and then Cerebro, I'm, a, I'm an investor in that company. I really like what they're doing. They actually just, just got some money from Mark Cuban as well. So always cool to kind of see that Mark agrees with me. Um, so I'm going to look to try to do more things like that. And, um, you know, the media entertainment is kind of the intro to the funnel and everything else is, is more so on the side. I want to help these companies um, because at the end of the day, that will, that will help, that help the rest of the space grow. Yeah, man, that's awesome. How, like, how often do you, do you collaborate with these companies? I assume it's not quite every day, but I'm sure it's at least a weekly basis, if not monthly basis. Like how, how often are you, are you working with them? Yeah, that's a good question. It, it varies. Um, all the contracts are different, right? So sure. some are more, some are more milestone driven and some of them are, are retainers. So some of them, you know, I, they pay me cash and some of them I kind of get equity in the company. Sure. Um, so it, it differs for each, but yeah, every week I'm, I'm at least, you know, putting some time towards them, whether directly like on a call with them, um, working, you know, figuring out something for them or, you know, making introductions or helping, helping in some way. So, you know, it's always kind of been the, the balancing act of making sure I, I really believe in, in the ones I get involved with because at the end of the day, they will take up, they will take up time. Sure. And, uh, that's, that's always, you know, that's like anything, a, a balancing act. Yeah, time's your most precious, you know, precious resource, man. You know, there's only so much you to go around. So, I, I want to know how much do you work a week, uh, or does it differ? Like, you must put in some serious time to be able to do what you do. Yeah, it it, it differs as well. Like sometimes, um, I have content kind of like pre-planned, but like templated out, and it makes it easier. And uh, other times, you know, I got to do a lot of research and learn something new. So I'm always trying to keep that as well because sometimes it can get easy just to fall in the same trends and be like, hey, people like this. It's good. But it's like still got to try out new stuff. Still got to, you know, learn about new fields within sports. Um, so it, it differs. I, uh, I very much stick to my calendar in the sense that, like, there's meetings on there for other people, but I always say the most important meetings are the ones with myself. So I block out time on the calendar and it's like, 
hey, at nine o'clock or whatever, I got to show up and I got to do this, whether, you know, that's writing or sending messages to people and uh, knock them out and, and treat them like, a, you know, like I was showing up for a, a haircut. Like I'm going to be there on time. So I'll be there on time for myself. And uh, that's been good. It actually freed up more time. So then when I'm resting, I'm going, okay, I blocked out the time I needed. I got done what I had to do. Now I can, you know, go work out or watch the Steelers play or whatever and not, not feel like I'm not doing something I should be. Yeah, no, it's huge, man. You know, you're not getting quite as burnt out because, I mean, if you're in the creative space, you know, as you well know, you know, it takes, it, there's a high burnout rate, you know, so that's huge. And the discipline, you know, is really, really impressive. Uh, I'm sure you credit a lot of that to being an athlete as well, kind of having that built-in discipline of I got to be here at this time. I got lifting, got treatment, got practice, got study table, whatever. You know, do you think that really uh, – your experience in college, do you think this real that really set you up for success for the rest of your life, having that balance? 100%. And, and that's why – yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge key. And, uh, you know, a full scholarship, all that's great. But at the end of the day, like, what it really taught me was just, like you said, the discipline and to show up and compete and, and be like, yeah, there's there's going to be other people. But at the end of the day, it's you versus you. And um, I always just try to keep that mindset. And uh, sports sports definitely, definitely help with that. And something funny I've noticed is – Obviously, being in sports, there's a lot of people that played at a high level. But even when I start to branch out some of the other high performers in other fields, whether it is finance or writing, they're former uh, athletes themselves. So it's uh, definitely it's there's definitely a correlation there. Yeah, no, I totally agree for sure. Um, you know, I hate to always be like this, but what's next? Like, uh, is there is there a career exactly, or a company you're chasing, or something you're chasing, or is it just? I'm, I'm getting better every day. You know, uh, what exactly is the chase for you? You know, as McConaughey said, uh, what's your end game? What, what do you think about, you know, what I'm asking you here? For sure. Yeah, no, it's something I think about all the time. I, I recently, I try to add, a lot of people try to add too much to what they're doing too quickly, you know, so they might not be working out, not reading, not meditating, journaling, whatever, whatever it may be. And then they try to do all of it at once. You can't. So I've been always just slowly trying to add in things. And I, to what I already do and just get a little better. Um, so for that's more for me, like personally on everything. Um, and one of those things I've been just like kind of journaling and writing down what I'm thinking and what my goals are and what I'm, whatever, whatever the emotions of, of the day are. So that's been one habit for me. That's, that's, uh, kind of something I'm chasing right now. So be it. And then in terms of, uh, you know, it, I view it in several lanes. I have basically, five buckets of, of different things I focus on but for this I'll just focus on two of them which is number one athletics like I still always want to compete and stuff so the triathlon has been one for me and I'm kind of figuring out next what race I want to do or if I want to switch to another sport or or whatever I think that keeps my mind and body fresh which is everything you know if you're not healthy or your mind's messed up then I'm not going to be able to put out any quality work especially not creative work and then in terms of like profluence or just me as an individual brand like I said, I'm, I'm releasing some video media. I really just love telling these stories and then working with the actual athletes and their business partners and uh, founders of sports companies and executives and investors. So really just figuring out how that works best, uh, whether it is through an agency model or just more through like a venture type thing, or if it's just me really creating content and getting sponsors, uh, you know, I'm still actually actively like really trying to figure that out. So it's, uh, it's a question actually I've been asking myself every day and writing about and, and trying to trying to figure out, you know, where this next move is 
um, to, to kind of level up from where I've been over the last six to 12 months. Right. I mean, it's really happened quickly for you, man. You know, uh, I think it's maybe over about maybe two years, three year period, you've really started to gain some traction and, you know, uh, you've done some amazing things and I think you're only 23, 24 years old. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you still don't necessarily need to know what you want to do forever, you know, but you kind of have a vision in mind, which is huge. That's the number one thing. And you know how you need to try to do things to get there. So, you know, that's definitely really important. Uh, I want to know about some of your mentors uh, in basketball, in life, in sports, in business. Uh, you know, who are some of those people that you want to mention that have been, you know, great mentors for you? Yeah, that's that's always a good one. Um, and certainly I've had them in, in all different facets. And I'm always trying to find those people. And I've been very open about, you know, needing help on stuff or asking people and being like, listen, like, you are where I want to be or you've done what I want to do you know, help me. And when you're kind of open like that, it's brought great people into my life, especially in uh, business. But then obviously in basketball, you know, my dad was always a coach player. He's been great. Coach Joe Lewandowski, PK Flash. Like I said, I mean, texting about the triathlon, he wants to do one. So that's still a great relationship. And then in business, I met, I met some awesome people that have done some fantastic things, whether uh, owning a professional hockey team is one of the guys um, and I won't say his name. And then uh, sure. another another gentleman that uh, sold his company for for a lot of money, and uh, still works in sports, and just kind of feeding off them, and just making them see themselves in me is always like kind of my goal of like, hey, how can I make them feel like they're talking to their younger self? And uh, those those relationships have, uh, have have truly been awesome, and you know. They're non-transactional in any way, which which is the best which is the best part of it because there's a lot of people that you know if you have enough money and you'll pay it, people will act like they're helping you. But when it's like both ways, uh, it's way better. Right. No, I totally agree. I, I I agree that the transactional relationship that that gets old, and I'm sure you see that sometimes, and you know I've seen it sometimes as well. It's it's definitely unfortunate. It does happen, but when you can get one that's definitely mutually beneficial, and you care about each other, you know more than just a number or whatever it may be, you know that's huge, man. So definitely good that you have a lot of good of those, you know, a lot of those people in your life uh, for sure. Uh, wanted to open the floor to you for any final comments, anything else that you wanted to chat about. You know, I just really appreciate your insight. Really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and, and just learn about your career, both on the court and, and now in the sports business and, and media fields. For sure. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't really have anything. My, I always kind of leave off. Like, my Twitter is, uh, everything's just my name. So, like, my Twitter is at Andrew Pecash, and my email is andrewpecash at gmail.com. And, like, I open it up. Like, I, I talk to everyone. Um, you know, I do as many podcasts as I can and, uh, just try to help people what I've learned so far. And, you know, it gets harder and harder, uh, to say yes to everyone, but I've been, I've been good about so far. So I just kind of open up if anyone has any questions or wants to talk or, you know, I, I'm, I'm open for that as well. Excellent, man. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you gave me the time of day. You know, I, I took a shot in the dark and, you know, I appreciate you that you wanted to come on the show and, and talk hoops and talk business and, and just share your insight with me because I really learned a lot from you and just appreciate, you know, building a connection with you. Folks, this was the Western PA Sports Blog Podcast with host Nate Stice. You just heard from Andrew Petcash. Definitely check out his work. He does amazing things and the best is yet to come for him. Thanks a lot for listening.